Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Griff. And I'm Will. And in today's episode, we're going to be breaking down the World Series, Game 1 between Dodgers-Rays, and Game 2 is currently being played as a recording. We're also going to break down some er, NBA news and some rumors uh, a little bit of the NHL and our week seven predictions locks of the week for the NFL. Well, I say we get straight into it with the tweet of the episode. How does that sound? Let's do it. All right. This one is coming from Sports Illustrated. It's actually a quote from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, everyone knows by now Tua Tagovailoa is going to be the new starter of the Dolphins. He yeah. said, I basically got fired yesterday. My day today consisted of Zoom meetings with the guy who fired me and sitting in a room with the guy who replaced me for four hours. I mean, it's cooking up in the Dolphins locker room. You think there's going to be some beef? Yeah, there there is. There was also uh, to also bring up another tweet. Was, I I don't know like the whole like word for word what Fitzpatrick said, but it was like the heartbreak tweet that he put out. Mm-hmm. Or like it was, it was like a quote from him. I think like Schefter reported it or something. Of course he right. did, but yeah, um, that that like was kind of sad. Like looking at that because Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been on a tear. He's been like, balling out this year. And I know like, we see that often. Like every year, it's like he's battling for a spot and he's winning, and then he usually gets hurt or he does something. He really hasn't done anything that should like kind of put him over the top to sit him. Like he's been playing I, really good. I know. And like, I wonder if that's Miami thinking that's going to happen or they think that like, cause they're on like a winning streak, they think, okay, let's get two in the offense right now. I, what I think I agree with what you just said, where it's a case of like, you have the rookie quarterback who's going to be your franchise quarterback and you're kind of fighting for something. So why not put him in right now to kind of play meaningful football while it's like there, you know? 
Yeah, because if he's just playing, like, I understand the last two minutes of the game, that was that that was special for him because he got hurt first time back playing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big moment for him in his career. But I think, like, the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick's being sat, like, like he would be nasty on any other team. But the thing it. is that he's, like, really good with the Dolphins because he's been there before. Yeah, And but... he knows, like, the offense. What do you... Do you think of any uh, fits that he could go to maybe if he were to get traded? Do you know any off the top of your head? I got a couple. Um, I wouldn't, like, no shade to Andy Dalton, but he would probably do really well in a That's, Cowboys uni. I, I agree with that a lot because I feel like the Cowboys, their offensive line is, like, they're all kind of out. Zach Martin got hurt last week. Ryan Fitzpatrick's that guy that, like, doesn't really need an offensive line. He can just go out there and throw the ball around. And Andy he's Dalton's not, like kind of gaining to be in the weapons. Right situation. Yeah, he's I not like, like it's like the same kind of. They're not similar offenses, but offenses. But I think it's it mm-hmm. would still be almost around the same thing for him. I feel like we could see him, like he'd be a good fit there. I think he would also be a good fit. A lot of people don't agree with me here, but with with the Washington football team, I think he could low key go there and be the starter. Because Kyle yeah, there's like just decent, too many quarterbacks player. they have. Like it's just really weird. I honestly yeah. thought Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen was going to have like a better start to the year, but I, I also too. think that's just a new system. Even though he was a rookie last year, I just feel like it's kind of weird. Probably hasn't like you don't really get traded that early. Yeah. Well, obviously honest. Haskins didn't look like the guy. Kyle Allen got hurt early in that game. Alex Smith barely has two legs, sadly, but uh. Like Fitzmagic yeah. for like one year, maybe goes there and then goes to another team and gets stuck in the same situation he has been where he's like fighting with the young guy for the job, wins the job, but then just like randomly gets sat. I feel like that's just what it's going to be for the rest of his career, probably. So hopefully, yeah. honestly, I really want him to be on a different team if he's not going to be the starter because he's a starting quarterback. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think with all the injuries that's happened this year, and I think he, like, the Cowboys, I understand their record doesn't show it, but they're playing meaningful football. Yeah. Like, the division really is, I mean, like, if your division's that, you're, not really good, but it's just because of injuries, honestly. If you're in the NFC defense. East, if you're in the NFC East, it doesn't matter. You're playing meaningful football. You can be a playoff team at like seven and nine or six and eight. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that would honestly be probably the best fit if I'm going to. Yeah. I like I just I really want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick go somewhere where he can be a starter because yeah he honestly has the talent he got sat for no reason if he goes somewhere he has something to prove and that's just gonna be a whole he's gonna play story. he's gonna play he's gonna play even better and yeah. not to say anything bad about Tua I'm not going oh, like, to but I mean but, Tua but like he's really good like yeah I mean <laughs> I saw something funny it was like what they talked about in the Zoom call he's like and Tua was probably like well yeah but I'm 100 percent throwing accuracy on the year. <laughs> yeah. you're not well, like obviously two is like nasty but at the yeah. same time he was hurt last year like i know you want to see him play some meaningful football but like i mean the more time he has off to rehabilitate all his injuries the better at this point especially if you're gonna yeah. be the franchise quarterback if you're gonna be there for another 10 to 12 years like i mean i i i, I get both sides of the situation yeah like both sides you can make a clear argument that makes sense like okay Fitz usually goes down around this time of the year not usually with an injury but usually like I don't know for some reason he just like loses it right 
and then it makes sense for Tua to come in. And I just didn't think they were going to pull the trigger that early. Like, he played two minutes, and like, okay, he's our guy. Yeah, no, he played – he had two pass plays. One was a, like, just a nice little slant route. The other one, he kind of did, like, a little bootleg, ran out of the pocket, ran, like, 10 yards back into the end zone, threw it. He looked yeah. like he could move. I guess that's what they wanted to see. But, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been balling out all year, so why not wait until he's having a bad game and then throw Tua in? Like, why yeah, just take him out while like, he's throw, still like, Kind of like what the Bears did with Mitch Trubisky. That's exactly – well – I mean, Mitch, like, Mitch was kind of having a bad day that game, but, like, he wasn't playing awful, and I know, like, there, I feel like that quarterback battle was a lot closer than this one should be because... Oh, oh yeah. Like, those are two, like, starting quarterbacks, and they're fighting for a spot, so right when one has, like, one bad drive, it's like, probably we can go put in Nick Foles right now, and then Nick Foles obviously did really good, so he won the job. Once Nick Foles plays another bad, like, has two bad drives, bang, let's put Mitch in. That's gonna screw the Bears in the long run. I feel like the Dolphins. Oh yeah, that, do that. It, that's that's gonna be an issue. Yeah, Tua's I'm gonna not, start. I wasn't like, year. wasn't like saying like the battle was there, but meaning right. like okay, once Fitz does bad, kind of like how Mitch Trubisky was like playing bad that game. Like okay, let's try someone else and see what happens. And he mm-hmm. won the game for them, which that was I that's a yeah, yeah. Like I don't yeah. even want to get into that. That's like he's diffy. Yeah. But I say let's get right into the MLB. We have – so we're on our last, like, week and a half of our closing out another sport for the year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad being a sport fan, but hopefully a good series is coming out of this one. I mean, last night did not look good for the Rays. They lost 8-3. to three. Bellinger and Betts, they went yard. Kershaw put on a clinic on the mound. I mean, Betts got us some free tacos. Yeah, shout out to Bats. I'm going to break down what a little bit of what he did last night. Two hits. He scored both times. He had two runs. Uh, you know, one home run, two stolen bases. He stole second, and then he stole third. He got us some yeah, free Doritos Locos tacos. I don't like tacos, but, I mean, everybody's going to go get tacos because Mookie did it again. Mookie did that in when we won against the Dodgers. Yeah. He got us tacos. Uh, I don't know why it's like. Mookie's just so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it gets me mad because he's not on our team, but like he's like, just so good. At the same time, it's like it's so hard to not like Mookie Betts. Like I, know, I really cool. don't like. I really like, don't want to like him, but I really like him. And Bellinger's nasty. Like their team. Like I didn't like. I didn't really. I like watched the last series when they played against the Braves, mm-hmm. and it was like because it went to seven games. It looked like the Braves were like really good. Like they were putting up a fight against it looked like the, the Dodgers were, or the Braves were really good. And then it looked like the Dodgers weren't as good as they should be. Yeah. And then I saw this game last night and I was like, it's like, are the Dodgers going to sweep? Like, are like the Dodgers look like the NL all-star team. Like it was insane. Yeah. Our predictions have not been looking well to close out um, seasons. <laughs> nope. Uh, Raising seven Dodgers, anything below that. I'm keeping yeah. my options wide. <laughs> yeah, I think, think but, that's a I mean, good idea. So, someone that we haven't mentioned yet for the Dodgers who absolutely showed out last night, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, that was a crazy performance at the mound. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, they couldn't hit – they literally couldn't hit him. They couldn't hit him. And then in the fifth inning, I think they 
had a solo shot off him, and then right after that, he just got right back to it and just kept going off. That, like, that, that was it. Like they like they were lucky they even got the solo shot off. Mm-hmm. He he was untouchable, he really, pretty much last night, the really whole good. night except for that one pitch. Like the I mean, like I like. I, don't I feel like know. people usually talk about how Clayton Kershaw chokes in the playoffs. He didn't. He did not last night. He did not choke in the playoffs no. last night. He was not letting that happen again. Wait, who'd they start tonight? Was it Bueller? Um, I don't believe so. Really? It, I no. I would when I well, I can give you the. Let me see. I got it. So yeah, the Rays are up one nothing. They started oh, Tony Glock. Gonsolin. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. So I'm assuming Bueller starts three or four. Bueller Bueller might not be in line because he pitched game six, I think. Yeah, so he'll probably pitch next game or game four because you have to think about it because if they go game seven, Kershaw's pitching. Is he? Do they have a day off in between? Because I'm I know the, like in the NLCS well, and or NLCS, it was whoever pitched game two was supposed to line up for game seven. So they put Kershaw oh, in that, game that, two. That's, so that, that, yeah. that's what I meant. That's so what if I they meant. don't take any breaks, whoever pitches game two lines up for game seven. Yeah, I think there might be a break after tonight. I might, I could be wrong on that one. but If I there, don't believe, if there is a break, then they might. Yeah. So there's so they play. They don't play tomorrow. Uh-huh. They play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So game five would be Sunday. And if then necessary. game six is Tuesday. And game seven is Wednesday. Oh, okay. So yeah, you could you could pitch. I mean, honestly, they they if it went to game seven, they'd have a good amount of people in the bullpen to just bring out all all the weapons. Yeah. I, I might be wrong, but I also the Dodgers are playing at the same park they just played at. No, I'm pretty right, sure that right. they yeah, they they've been playing at Globe Life. Because they have fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which that, is cool. Home field advantage. Technically for the Dodgers, low, yeah. Low key. Yeah. They they know the park. And that, that park helps them a lot. They can that they clearly they hit home runs. Like I mean they scored fifteen runs on the Braves. It? I think that's yeah, I don't <laughs> the Dodgers are good. That's really all yeah. I can say. Yeah. Um like I said, they're losing one nothing. Top of the third. Still early. But moving yeah. on, let's get right into the NBA. Uh, we have some news today. Yeah. yeah. News. Um, so we had a couple head coach hirings. We had the Pacers hire Nate Bajorkran. He was a former Raptors assistant. And I'd say probably the bigger one is Stan Van Gundy is the head coach of NOLA now. <laughs> uh, do you like that? I like, I like it. For one reason, Why? he's a, he's. I want to say he's a good coach, mm-hmm. but I think his because he's a veteran coach and he's with the group of young guys. I think that helps their career a lot more. He'll be able to progress them. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Um, another big positive is we don't have to hear him on ESPN. Yep, that's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big positive. He's going to yeah. teach Zion how to run the break. If you guys remember that video of him, like, dribbling down the court, doing all those between and <laughs> oh my gosh. on the back and all that. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think that's more the interesting of the two. Um, I don't really um, know much about Nate Jorquin. 
Is that your yeah. Bajorkrin? I'm not really sure. The B but I also, might be silent. Yeah, it could be. I'm not really sure. But um, I did want to break this down really quick. I was reading this article on CBS. So Luol Deng has not played for the Lakers since October 19th, 2017. Uh-huh. And obviously he went down with an injury. He's just not playing, but he's still collecting a check from the NBA. Right. So if I read this correctly, it I could be slightly off, but I'm going to try to sum it up the best I can. Mm-hmm. Basically, it says here, the Lakers are still owing Luol Deng $10 million, which is split to 5 Jeez. million increments over the next two seasons to finish off his contract. Oh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure. So his his original deal was four years, $72 million in 2016. So what the Lakers are asking to do is basically is they get some kind of tax bailout on that contract because let me see here. They are currently playing. They're currently paying $79.5 million for LeBron James, Anthony Davis and Luol Deng right now. So they're trying to get that money out because the cap space went down due to the coronavirus because they lost money like the whole league did. How does that even work? So Luol just wouldn't get his money? No, I'm pretty sure he still gets his money. It like there's a like there's a lot of so I don't you know, I'll read the whole thing. It's called a non-taxpayer mid-level exception on a free agent. So it's. They would be hard kept at a luxury tax apron, which was 138.9 mil. And the exception would allow the Lakers to sign a starting caliber player in free agency last season, the oh. first year salary. So like they're they're gonna be able to there's he like he's still gonna get paid, but they're giving him they're giving they, the Lakers their cash after they more breeze so he could sign a mid-level exception. Yes, exactly. So they're oh. able to sign that third star that they're like looking for, which I mean they, but it would not be for a lot of money. It would be for like I think mid level exceptions like seven mil, eight mil. Um, I want to say, if I remember that correctly, it might have gone up over the past few years. For the first year salary exception was just under nine point three million last season. So the taxpayer equivalent, which would be, was only five point seven mil. So they're gonna be able to sign someone to like just that like basic one year contract but for mm-hmm. 5.7 mil but i think okay. maybe in the end they'll be they'll probably pay him the rest of the money that is due because of that exception all right that makes sense i, I right. just thought that was interesting because it also said that gives them a play at Giannis. yeah but Giannis like it's, unli- it's it's unlikely <laughs> that that's going to happen but i thought right. it was interesting because if they sign anyone that's really good that that will probably work because they just won the NBA championship. So right. they're like, okay, I could probably get a ring and maybe even get an extension because they'll pay off Luol Deng like quicker because they're getting that non-taxpayer exception, whatever, whatever that real word is. I don't know what, like, it's really confusing, <laughs> Yeah, but I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Moving on. Um, speaking of Giannis, a couple of agents say that Giannis is going to stay with the Bucks. Obviously, we heard a little rumor about him with the Heat. We'll just said something about him with the Lakers. Um, well, do you want to break that down a little bit further? Where, like, do you really think Giannis like, won't go anywhere? Or do you think that's just like kind of what they're saying? I think he's 
honestly, I think this whole Yana situation is very shady to me. And I yeah. say that I say that because I know he wants to leave. Like I feel like he definitely wants to leave. There's not really a decent reason why he should because like it's the East. Like they're gonna be the best team in the East, probably. Like one of the best yeah. teams. Like, they're gonna be top three every single year. There's no one else really competing unless there's a lot of moves this offseason, which could very well happen. But Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. The reason why I think it's shady is because, well, one, we saw that whole breakdown of it's like an odd coincidence. I don't think it means anything, but how uh, Giannis lost in the same round that LeBron did before he went to Miami. <laughs> so they think he's going to go to Miami, but I think it makes sense for him to leave in a way. He joins someone else well, I that agree with can you. help him. Yeah. I honestly, no one wants to see a super team. Everyone wants everyone to stay kind of in their duos. You know, I like, how I said in an earlier episode, every team kind of has a duo. Yeah. Like Clay and Steph. Then there's Braun and AD. And then there's Giannis. And Giannis, you could say Chris Middleton, but Chris Middleton really isn't that guy. They don't He's really not, have a unless Chris guy. Middleton's by himself. So that's why they're going to be so like good the in the regular season. They're going to be so good in the regular season because Giannis is going to carry him. But by the time it gets to the playoffs and kind of every single, all 13 men matter in the playoffs. And then you have to rely on people like Pat Connaughton, even though he's the GOAT. Like, shout out. Like, <laughs> you, like Pat Connaughton's, like, your fourth option, which. Yeah, like, he, like he's, he's, he's cool. reliable. He'll get you your boards. He'll get your assists, and he'll get you a few buckets. Like, you can count him for that. Like, and that's why not... I think I think the Heat's honestly a good option if they can sign him. I agree with you because they're so deep. They have the shooters. They have Bam. They have Jimmy. I just think Giannis. Jimmy and Giannis would play well together because I agree with you. Because Jimmy doesn't care if he gets the ball, but if he does, he'll still get his. He'll get his. He'll get exactly. His. And then Giannis can do his thing. And then when Giannis can't, Jimmy's going to be there. And they still have Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and um, I just drew a blank. We just talked about him. The center. Um, Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. I don't know why I couldn't think right there for a second. Sure, sure. They have all of them developing. Yeah, I think it'll be a very good move because Giannis is obviously very still very young. Jimmy's middle, like kind of in the middle of his career, he's he's in his prime, and he's yeah. good. He so is. if you have a lineup that consists of Hero, Robinson, Bam Adebayo, and then you have Jimmy Butler and Giannis, obviously, and then your bench would still be so deep with Jay Crowder. You have Myers Leonard, Kelly Olynyk. Hendrick Nunn, Drogic. Hendrick Nunn, Drogic. Drogic would I mean, probably be if start. If he still has 
Yeah, that injury. That, that injury. That's a that's a tough injury. Yeah, because he's still like he's up there in age, and he's gonna have to fight back from that injury. And yeah. he's already fighting back off that injury because he was wearing a brace all of the bubble. Yeah, so that that's tough. But the but getting to our team, I thought some of these were interesting. So I saw it was like a rumor page or whatever. There was three. The third one, I don't even want to talk about the third one. It's not on here. I didn't include it. It was very bad. Like what it was, it? What was it? I think I think I was just about to talk about it, and it was very, it, very bad. It was it like of... it, it was it was Kemba Walker for Miles oh. Turner. What I have not Straight heard up. that one. Yeah, it was like I, I was mind blown when I watched when I was not watching when what? I read it. I was like, why in the world would Kemba was Walker? That a, was that like a Celtics fan account? No, it was just an NBA. Like they did all what? a bunch of teams. They were like, okay, um, this team has three possible plays for. So and so, I don't like know off the top of my head. <laughs> what? Nuts! I couldn't believe it. I was like, that makes zero sense. <laughs> Why would I trade the starting point guard for a mid-tier center slash power forward coming off an injury? Yeah, like, that made no sense. I like the first one a lot. I, yeah, I, I honestly do too. I don't want to see Hayward go, but Hayward yeah. for Miles Turner straight up. I. I mean, there's probably going to be a pick involved. There has to be, but you think it'll be the 14th pick that we have currently? Because we we possess the 14th. It could pick. be. It could be. We do have to get rid of one of those. I also heard another trade that we could be getting the second round pick by trading the 14th. A second round pick, or you mean the second pick? I mean the second pick. Yeah, that's that. I saw that too. Marcus Smart. Yeah. In the 14th pick for the second pick, obviously, I think that would bring us Jamie Wiseman or James Wiseman, the kid from Memphis, who ended up opting out. He's one and done, but literally played like a game and a half and then got in trouble for getting money. But he's nasty. Yeah, like I like that's like that's talent that, you know, is going to be good. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, unless I just like I get I get I get nervous because like the whole Robert Williams thing, kind of the same situation and in a way. I don't, I don't want to get rid of Marcus Smart. I don't either. I think he brings 36, us together. 36 is going to be in the rafters. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he brings the team together. He, like I don't want to see our last piece from our rebuilding days and our pre-rebuilding days go. Yeah, I don't either. Like, he's, like, like, he's, he's, he's honestly a sentimental piece to fans. He's the heart of the Celtics right now. Yeah. He, brings, he brings the intensity, he brings the defense. All – all NBA defense. I mean, come on. Like, I don't want to yeah. see him go for, even if it's the second round pick, even if it's the starting center that we really need, I really he's don't a, want he, to see him go. He's a, he's a true Celtic. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, um and then you yeah. can go, you, you can mention the second one. Yeah. This is also involved involving uh, Marcus smart, not really a good trade offer. In my opinion, that's going to be giving up smart Tice and Romeo Langford for Turner. And if we do that, we'd be able to keep all our picks, obviously, that we have. But I don't don't like that move either because – Really? Because of the cap space. It's a money thing. We can't keep them all. Yeah. um, I mean, there is an option that we could get rid of our – what was it, our 31st pick or 29th pick I think we have in the first round? I think it's 29, yeah. Yeah, because that one's also considered – that one gets um, money, like a lot of money. Well, yeah, so, I just like I don't if I coming from us, if we don't want to see smart go for the second pick, why would we want to see smart and Daniel Tice go for our like for a center? 
yeah, for Miles Turner. I think, I think I think Daniel Tice really showed out, even though he got exposed against the Heat. But I really think he showed out against he's the Raptors, really good. and that proved a lot to the fans I mean, as well as he, myself. He played good at the starting five. I think he would be a very good, like very good part of the offense and the defense off the bench. And we really need, like, not only do we need a starting center, but once we get the starting center, we'll need a backup center. Yeah. And I think he's a very good six, like six or seventh man to come out and get some boards, score yeah. a couple like post shots. Um, I just, speaking I don't want to see Tyson. I don't want to see smart go. Yeah. But speaking of centers, I like a potential trade for this one a lot yeah. more than I do for miles Turner. Uh, I don't someone, know what, I don't know what the numbers are on this one, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, for Andre Drummond, I think he's really good. A little underrated. I just don't know, like the potential Injuries. packages that we could put together. That that's what gets me nervous because I mean he still I gets like, so many rebounds. Yeah, like he's probably one of the best rebounders still in the league. And I feel like we'd have someone, to give up. Obviously, our fourteenth pick. I feel like we'd have to give up Tice. We'd have to give up. I don't think we'd have to give Brown, Tatum, Smart, Kemba. Probably I like think, a point guard off the bench. Maybe, so maybe like, like a Langford or yeah. Maybe a Wanamaker if they want Wanamaker, but at the same time, the Cavs have so many guards. Yeah, like there's like I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, okay, we can build with the 14th round pick. I mean, 14th pick, 14th no, the pick, first round, yeah. not the 14th round pick. <laughs> yeah. Like, and 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 I don't really see like this would be a good fit for Drummond, not because I'm a Celtics fan, but I think right, it's just a Celtics good scenario need someone for that him. Can get boards and Drummond needs someone. That he can get boards and give it to, and he can give it and to Tatum. Win games. Brown, he can give it to Kemba. They, we just have so many offensive options. We don't have a lot of rebounders. And yeah, getting someone like Drummond would be so good for us. But another move that I think the Celtics will make is no move at all. I like. I don't think the Celtics are going to do anything. That's an Ainge thing. I mean, like that's such an Ainge thing to do, and we would do something this at the trade not- deadline. But we do have to make a move for one of our picks. So I don't know what we do. Like, it might be a pick swap. That's If we yeah. do anything, it's going to be a pick swap. It might be, like, for a pick, like, next year in two years or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is the summer of the Ainge. I think if we don't do good next year, I think Ainge is going to bust out all the stops. He obviously isn't going to have a summer like how we did when we got Kevin Garnett or Ray Allen. He won't have a summer like how we gave up Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to get all those picks that brought us all. He literally those. fleeced the he'll Nets. Never, he'll never have one of those summers again, but, I mean, he's you a good know. GM. He knows, you never know. He knows what he's doing, so, like, really, you never know. Hopefully he does something within the next few summers to get us over that hump. I feel like we're still stuck at that hump. We constantly get either – We're We're almost there to the conference finals or get bounced off the round before we're like almost there. We're really just yeah. one piece away. We are. And before we get into our NFL week seven, I just <laughs> wanted to give a huge, huge career shout out to Mike Emmerich, a goat yeah. in the NHL broadcasting. I mean, you hear him like he used to be in all the NHL games when I used to play them a lot when I was, mm-hmm. when I was a kid and even listening to him announcing Honestly, he's just he's just a legend. There's nothing else I can say. He had a great career. He really did. And as someone that doesn't watch that much hockey, obviously I watch a little bit of hockey, but he's someone that you know his name. I know his name from all the NHL games growing up. Whenever I did watch hockey, it would be the great Doc Emmerich. Like, he's just someone that everyone knows if you watch any hockey. 
Yeah, just like he was, he was great. Yeah, like he, like probably one of the best to do it. I would say. Yeah. Like what a, 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 an incredible career for him. But I say let's get right into NFL Week Seven. So yep. I, I don't think we have the best game going on on Thursday, which has been a normal sight this year. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we got Giants, Giants Eagles. Giants Eagles. Who are you taking? I'm gonna go with the Eagles. The Eagle, like as weird as this is gonna sound, but this is actually a must-win game for the Eagles because it's a divisional game. You know what? I'm gonna go with you too. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I think Daniel Jones is gonna have a good week, though. Low key. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Like, like he's really putting the team on his back. It's just I feel like he's getting a lot of disrespect in the way because he has no one to like to do anything with, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, is he the real deal?" or like. You know what I mean? I just don't – I feel yeah. like he's in the same position as Sam Darnold. He really is. Like, like you don't really know there. if it's – you don't really know if it's the coaches or if it's, like, the quarterback because you see a couple glimpses where it's like, wait, this guy's actually pretty good. Is he just yeah. stuck in the wrong system or is that just, like, random glimpses that, like, he's had his shot so many times that he looks good or is it because he's just stuck in a bad situation? Yeah. You know who I I'm agree. really rooting for in this game? Who? Uh, the men in the stripes. Oh, I think, well, cause this game is like too bad, too bad teams. I don't want to say bad, but they are bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say this the Eagles are that bad calls. because of last week with the, with the Ravens, like, like yeah. I, you have to give them credit there. They're a right. beaten up team right now. Yeah. Like I they're, mean, they're I, on the medical beds I think, and they're just coming off slowly. I think this is a, this is a ref type of game. Yeah. Shout out to all my officials. I think there's going to be a lot of holding. <laughs> Shout out to all my official. <laughs> Moving on, though. Moving on. We got Panthers Saints. Uh, the spread is minus seven and a half. In, or not in favor of the Saints. I'm going to go with, ooh, you know, what? I'm going with the Saints with Michael Thomas back. Yeah. It says he's still questionable, but I believe he's going to play by the time the end of the mm-hmm. week comes. Probably Saturday. We'll find out. I'm going to agree with you. Saints will definitely win this game. Another big – there's a lot of divisional matchups this week. Yeah. And most this of them like are the big games. Yeah, like most of these are big games for some teams. Yeah. Not the next game, though. This is probably one of the easier <laughs> games we got. Uh, Bills, Jets. I'm going to take the Bills here. Um, in betting terms, their spread is minus 13. They I'm might also taking the Bills. Is this your lock of the week? I want it to be my lock of the week, but I get nervous with that 13 points. Yeah, no, 13 is a like, lot that's to a, give a team. Like, like, they didn't score anything last week against the Dolphins. And but I like, think the Bills have a better defense than the Dolphins do. But, like, it's a comeback week. Yeah, like, that's what I'm scared about, but I don't think that's possible for them. Like, yeah, they no, literally said not. overdrive and broke the gear no, shifter, overdrive, and they're just not doing anything. But, like, they might have fixed it. That's the thing. Like, week seven might start the overdrive. It might be week eight. Like, who knows? I don't know. Like, I'm definitely – like, that spread gets me nervous. So, um, I, right. I originally thought that was going to be it, but I'm going to go. Well, I Bill's thought that was your lock game. of the week. I thought that was your lock of the week, so let's hope we don't have the same one. But moving on. Browns Bengals. I think this has the potential of actually being a decent game. I think Joe Burrow, he's shown us glimpses. This might be like, you know how every rookie that ends up being good in their career, they have that one game that they're supposed to like low key lose, but then they just bug out. 
have a great week and win. I think this yeah. could be it. And you know what? I'm still not going to take the Bengals, but I think I think Joe Burrow is going to put up some numbers this week. Yeah, I'm still not going to take the Bengals as as well. I'm going to go with the Browns. <laughs> the Browns are definitely going to have, like have a comeback to. comeback week. But I always say this every single week: T. Higgins is going to have another great game. You love T. Higgins. I do. Um, next game, another divisional matchup. Honestly, a big game for the Cowboys. Yeah, even Cowboys though versus the football, Washington football, football team. The Washington football team, Washington. And this is minus one. Washington is favored this week, which I don't know if that's disrespectful or if that makes sense. Obviously, Dax out, uh, Dalton, Red Rockets. It's only here. one point. They so. had a bad. They had a bad week last week. Zeke fumbled a couple times. Oh wait, pause. I said in the last episode I lost in fantasy because Zeke play was playing the next day. Guess what? I won yeah, in fantasy. Game. Yeah, that was... he didn't have a good game. I won in fantasy out of like shock. I was supposed to lose by 40. I'm six and zero in fantasy. I have yet to lose. I'm projected to win by 11. Okay, resume. Who are you taking this game? Um, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I'm gonna this agree is with definitely, you. This is definitely who's gonna start this week. Is it Allen, Kyle Allen, or I think it's Kyle Allen. It's probably gonna start this okay. week. I mean, I'm still going to take the boys. I think Zeke has a, like a comeback week. He might pull up, put up Derrick Henry numbers this week. You know what? You know what? What? Lock the boys up this week. You're gonna you're gonna lock up the Cowboys. I'm gonna lock up the Cowboys this week. It's one point. There's no like that's not even possible. <laughs> like if the Cowboys win this game, it's by a field goal, and they still cover the spread. I'm going Cowboys. Wow. Will out of nowhere with his lock of the week. He's taking the Cowboys plus one over the football team. Wow. I mean, I see the Cowboys winning as well, but I don't know if I would take that as my lock of the week. But my lock of the week will might be riskier. What are you what is your lock? Oh no, don't tell me. <laughs> Moving on, we're not gonna get to it yet. We got the Lions versus the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Falcons here. I'd probably take them with the spread. They're not going to be my lock of the week. Um, Will has finally learned my lock of the week. He is in shock. <laughs> um, I'm going to also take the Falcons. In coming off a coming off a big off win big after win. firing Dan big Quinn. Win. And Julio I'm going to say back. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. The Falcons are going to be on a roll. Do not sleep on the ATL. They're going to be on a roll. They're going to be there. Like, I don't think the losing days are quite over yet, but I think they're going to be playing well for, I'm not going to say the remainder of the season, but definitely count them in the next like three to four weeks. They're going to be playing well. Matt Ryan could be the rest of the season, but they, they have potential. Matt Ryan back Todd Gurley. Back, Julio Jones, back, back. Hurst, back. Awesome. Calvin Ridley never left. Like they're back. Calvin Ridley is disgusting, and I think with like seeing them play last week, they looked more of like 
they felt like they could be themselves on the field as weird and corny as that sounds, but <laughs> like they really just felt like they could do whatever they want, whenever they want and play how they want to. They felt like they looked really restricted and nervous about losing the game too much. And uh-huh. like you saw stuff like that, like I'm going to just use this one play. Cause that was probably my favorite play of the game was the Matt Ryan play where he noticed that he was about to step over the line of scrimmage, drop back for a second, dumped it down to Julio just, and he scored yeah, the touchdown. Julio just took off. Like, like stuff like that. Like you wouldn't have seen that if Dan Quinn was still there. I don't think I, we would have seen that. Yeah. Like he would have probably ran I one think, yard and maybe fumbled. I, I, I think the Falcons definitely take this. They're coming back. I just messed up the doc. That's my fault. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think they obviously got this one in the bag. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. We're going to see if Falcons win this week. That's all I have to say. Lions, I'm sorry. I just don't know what's wrong with the Lions. They're just like. I think it's a Patricia issue as much as I don't want to say that as a Patriots fan. but Yeah, low-key, I think it might be too. I don't know if it's a Patricia issue or they just aren't drafting well. They took Okuda with the third pick. Obviously, yeah. he's a great corner, but you don't take a corner they, with the they third just, pick. They just replaced big play Slay. Yeah, but moving on. In shock. We got my lock of the week. Which is the – oh, wait. Actually, wait. No, that's not my lock of the week. Moving on, we got the Packers versus the Texans, right? That's the yep. next game, sure. Um, who you got this game? Packers, they're going to have a comeback week. I want to yeah. say like, I want to say the Texans because I know they can win this game because, like, their offense has completely changed since mm-hmm. – I Coach agree. Went. Fuller's been playing pretty good. Brandon Cooks is starting to play Cooks well again. Coming which back. Helps me a lot because looking good. I got a trade for him in fantasy, and I was like, "Oh no!" And, <laughs> but he helped me win this week. So did Hayden Hurst. Shout out Hayden Hurst for that garbage time touchdown. Great touchdown, though. Great but, garbage yeah. time touchdown. But Packers take this game. Like it's a bounce back week. They played like crap mm-hmm. against yeah. the Bucks. There's not no much. To, not much to say. But moving on to my lock of the week, I'm going to take a risky lock of the week. I'm going to take Steelers versus Titans. Game of the week. Oh, my God. You you thought it was Packers-Texans? Packers-Texans because the comeback week. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I got – I got – this week, I'm going to take – I'm going to take my lock of the week with the Steelers minus one this week because this is the week that the Steelers prove that they are legit. This is the game. They've had a weak schedule. They're minus one today. So that means, I mean, they have to win to cover the spread. I'm, I think they do it. 
I'm predicting a potential nightmare situation for the Titans this week. They got right. I understand. I understand that they lost um, Devin Bush, the Steelers. Yep. But their defense is just so stacked. I like. I don't want to say he doesn't matter because he's one of the bigger components to their young yeah. defense. But, but they have a lot like, more key pieces. They have a lot more key pieces, and I feel, I feel like the Steelers' defense is really going to show out this game, as a mm-hmm. lot of people have been not waiting on because they've been doing it all season. Right. But I feel like this is a nightmare situation for the Titans, especially being undefeated, almost lost to the Texans, and then, like, I mean, Derrick Henry obviously is probably still like he's top back in the league uh-huh. i think he's not going to have as good as a week as he had last week i'm predicting he's going to have a pretty okay week i think that defense is going to lock them up and i think brian Tannehill is going to have some some issues throwing the ball and another big key missing obviously devin bush is out for the steelers but they're missing a big key offensive lineman the titans are in taylor lewan he actually tore his acl last week like low is that key. on what side um, let me see. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lock it up. Yeah, lock might as well. Lock I got that Steelers one up. minus one, two, one. Wow. We're both coming hopefully in with a, a minus recovery. one box this week. It honestly, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but it's better than what it could have been with the torn ACL. All he did was tear his ACL. No MCL. No LCL issues. So he'll be back next year. He said he's going to be buzzing next year. Next year is going to be a great comeback year for him. Shout out to Taylor Lewan. Um, but missing an offensive lineman when you're at, when you have to go up against a defensive line like the Steelers have next week, it's hard to not on his him. side. It's yeah. hard to not pick him. Probably the biggest game for the Seahawks this week. Seahawks. This is. A, I don't want to say this is a week where they prove they're legit because I got the Seahawks obviously again minus three and a half. They still do not have Jamal Adams. Cardinals have not been playing good. No, I'm gonna take the Seahawks with you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I get like the Cardinals won, but Cowboys defense is not that good. Yeah. I just, it's Cowboys just the week yeah. after they lost Dak. So yeah, they're obviously the, the like stuff wasn't trying to figure things out. Yeah. And that's why I kind of picked them because they're playing the football team this week, Cowboys. So I feel like that's, they're going to figure stuff out this game. I think that it's a good time to figure that out. I think Russ has a great week. I think. We get the run game going a little bit more. We haven't yeah. seen that a lot. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be hard to stop Kyler Murray. He likes to move around. And D-Hop. And D-Hop. We don't really have anyone to put on D-Hop, but I think it'll be a high-scoring game, and I think the Seahawks yeah. take it. I do think the Seahawks I don't, I don't well. think. I don't think they'll win by a lot, but I think they'll win. They don't know how to win by a lot. They do not know how to blow out a team. Yeah. I don't, um, I, like, I don't know how I feel about predicting the score about this game, but I think – I think this is going to be a hell of a game for Russ, though. I think the offense is going Russ to Russ is going to cook good. this game. Yeah. yeah. Coming off a of bye week, Russ is ready. Moving on to a potential blowout. Chiefs versus Broncos. Obviously, Drew Locke came back last week. Chiefs line is minus nine and a half. I, I mean, you have to take the Chiefs. Like, they might cover. Like, they could. It's, like, very yeah, possible they that they could cover that spread. You really never Also, Le'Veon Le- Bell plays – on Sunday, I believe. I think Hilaire is still going to get his, though. I think Hilaire oh, right yeah, now for is sure. way better. Not way better. I think he's just a better fit, a way better fit in Kansas City than Le'Veon is at the moment. Fresh legs. Le'Veon's going to get a lot of receptions, he, though. Get, I think they're going to use him as like a he'll, he'll go get his. Hell. He'll go get his. Moving on, though, we got the Jags versus the Chargers. Um, 
Is this Herbert's week? Is this Herbert's I'm week? Just, well, I'll, 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 you, I, you know what, Will? I'm just going to say real quick, I'm going to take the Chargers, and I'm just going to let you talk about the Chargers, and when you're ready to move on, let me know. I'm going to let you handle your bolt-up situation. I saw this game this week. They came off the bye. I'm excited to watch Charger football this week. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Herbert is going to put on a show. He's going to – he's he's just – it's just Justin Herbert time this week. There's no other better game to do it against the Jags. Like, they're going to do it this week. They're going to be bolting up, I think, the first time with Justin Herbert. And it's going to be sick. Chargers, bolt up. You know, you know. You we're you know my pr- you know my prediction. We're bolting up. You're gonna be excited and on Tuesday's podcast when we're bolting up. I'm gonna be excited, very excited, and I'm gonna go into my team. They're gonna lose. They're not gonna. It's gonna be an ugly game. I yep. it like hurts me to say that like the 49ers are gonna beat them, but they're gonna beat the Pats. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not the Pats. England's, the favorite because favorite the Niners the Niners could put the, the third stringers in and still win the game probably the Niners are favored because Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo has not looked good but this is the week where they just come back Cam Newton did not look good last week uh odds are he won't look that good this week either sorry all Pats fans I know mostly everyone that's listening is a Pats fan and you know that I'm not a Pats fan I don't mean that harshly I just don't think he's gonna bounce back that well like, I just don't think that's yeah. going to happen. It, I think it's, it's going to be a rough week to be a Pats fan. Yeah, unfortunately. Yep. But I want to make a bold prediction on this next game. Next taking game the Raiders Bucks against the Bucks. Raiders. Sunday taking night football. The You're going to take the Raiders as a trap game for the Bucks. I think so. I think what um, we saw... I like. I know the Bucks look like they put it together against Green Bay, but the Raiders, there's just something about the Raiders this year. I don't know what it is. Okay. And they're gonna win. Wait, um, uh, is that a home game for the Raiders? Uh, yes, I believe so. No, yeah, they're playing in Las Vegas. The Raiders are gonna win this. I'm gonna oppose you for the first time this episode. I'm gonna have to go with the Bucks here. Bucks are. I figured as much. I just like. Oh, okay. <laughs> I well, like. I mean, the Bucks are the most logic, like the logical pick in this scenario, because like you don't think the Raiders are like no one thinks the Raiders are like that nasty. I just yeah. Well, no, I think the Raiders are really good too, but we've been picking the same the whole episode. So I'm just gonna go off, take the Bucks. Brady looks good. Uh, Mike Evans has gotten it going. I just think they've been looking pretty good lately. Moving on, we got the yeah. Bears versus the Rams Monday Night Football. Rams last are time in the Rams favor. were Monday Night Football, they did not play well. Who you got? Hmm. This is a tough game, Bears versus Rams to pick. This could be a really good game. This, I think this might be a defensive matchup. Obviously, you got Khalil Mack on one side and you got mm-hmm. Aaron Donald on the other side. I think it might come down to how they get the offense going. And I feel like low-key, uh, it's really hard to pick this game. It really is. The last time the Rams played on Monday Night Football, the – Ravens literally picked them apart. But is it going to be a comeback type of Monday Night Football, or is it going to be same old story Monday Night Football? Like, you really never know. I think it's going to be an exciting Monday Night Football game. Monday Night Football, Monday Night and Sunday Night have been carrying the night games. You know what? You know what, Will? Give me the Bears. I was going to say the same thing. I was just Give me the Rams. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I know. I'll take the Bears someone. this week. I'll take, I'll the, take Bears the Bears this week. I'll take the refs. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> um, so our our lock of the week. We'll, we'll just say our lock of the week. Yeah, um, both two and one. We're both two and one. Hopefully, a bounce back week this week. We both have yep. some pretty interesting locks of the week. So hopefully, they hit this week. Um, we already kind of covered our Tua situation. We talked about uh-huh. him. We had Michael Thomas coming back this week. We have. Le'Veon Bell potentially playing. I don't know what's going on there. I think he's going to play. I think um, he's playing. Yeah. Um, I believe. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is fully returning this week, but I believe he's returning from injury as of probably practicing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mike Davis think, is bugging anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Sean Lee's returning this week for the Cowboys oh, so. for the first time since like 2011. Nice. Yeah. Probably about, <laughs> about right. Melvin Gordon is questionable. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like he's been having a decent season so far, so yep. that's tough. Noah Fan is questionable. I don't think and either of them Broncos are playing. I think Melvin. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon might have a better chance of playing than Fan does in terms of like who they have hurt. And mm-hmm. Melvin Ingram returns for the Bolts. Bolt up. Yeah. Good, yep. Moving on, we nice got our back. power rankings for Week Seven. Uh, Seattle has – oh, my God, I keep doing that. Seattle has finally gone on top, overtaking Kansas City after Kansas City's – they lost last week? They beat the Bills, but they lost the oh, they prior been, oh, they week. Lost. Yeah, 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 to the Raiders. My fault, my fault. Yeah. Seattle finally gets it. I guess all you have to do is go on a bye, and you get the one. Kansas City gets the two. Steelers gets the three. I agree with all well three deserved. of those. Oh, well-deserved. I don't agree with four at all. I don't either, and that's the Ravens. Ravens um, are – Who do you think um, should be number four? After what I saw, I think the Titans definitely deserve to bump them. They deserve to be bumped up a little bit one more. I agree. The Packers deserve to be bumped up more. I think the Ravens should be seven right above the Bills. Okay. I Yeah. Ready? I think it should go Seattle one, Kansas City two, Steelers three, Titans four, Packers five, and then Titans six, Bucks seven. Okay. That's what I I think. Do you agree with Bucks at seven? You, you said seven, so you'd probably move the Buccaneers up to six? Yeah, move the Buccaneers up to six. So basically, take the Ravens, put them at seven, and move everyone up one. So I would have Seattle, Kansas City, Steelers, Titans, Packers, Bucks, Ravens, and then it's Bills, Saints. Bills, Saints. And then the Rams are ranked 10. And then we I included um, five after that just to see what we were working with this week. So mm-hmm. at 11, we had the Bears. Low-key five and the, one. Colts, yes, very low key. Philip Rivers train, and then thirteen the Browns, fourteen. I don't know how the Pats got up here, but yeah, Pats They're at hyped. fourteen, overhyped, and then Raiders at fifteen. I think the Raiders, Do it for the v. Raiders. So if I think the Raiders, Raiders should the be Bears over the Pats. Are fine. Raiders should be over the Pats. They could be over the Browns because of last not week. The Colts, not the Colts, but not, but not the Rivers. Colts. The Colts are having a good year this year. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we would change. <laughs> that's yeah, I'd say I, that's, I'd change that. that's why we should be hired to do this. If because... I remembered who was underneath the Raiders, they'd probably go above the Pats as well. Like or like <laughs> I don't remember who was sixteen. You don't even I think know it, what team it is. I think I think I don't know why, but I think I saw the Panthers underneath sounds, the Raiders. Sounds of a depressed Patriots fan. This is like your first time under five hundred in your lifetime, I think. I think it's at yeah, it five. It's the first time under 500 since 2001. 
you were born in 2001. I was actually I think it was I think it was 2002 so I was only one the last time this happened not even last, one I wasn't even one last time last time they're over under 500 past week five you were I wasn't like even eight months one. old yeah like literally and I was like three months old yeah like that that's like last crazy. time the Seahawks were under 500 after week three it was probably like three years ago four years ago but but i'm grateful <laughs> for every single one of those years whether or not i was under one years old and you know what as a seahawks fan i'm grateful for all the years that we have lost because it brought me down to earth <laughs> see the every it's, pats it's just fan, my turn it's just my turn every pats fan is just so sad oh we're under 500 welcome welcome i was under 500 half my life yeah, the under 500 club. Let's go. The under 500 lo- club. I just left it a couple of years ago. <laughs> I started off my life under 500. I was born <laughs> under 500. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh, yes, we were born in 2002, but we're going to start off a new series. Uh, Will, I'm yes. going to break down the series real quick, if that's okay. Let's, yeah, go ahead. So me and Will were kind of sports nerds, and we thought it would be fun to maybe talk not about the top 10 best, but the top 10, like our top 10 favorite players of each decade we're going to start in the 90s obviously we were born in 2002 we know a good amount about the 90s just from like watching like different highlights different like things so that's why we're not going to say the top 10 best we're just going to say our top 10 favorite like players that like when me and we'll get bored we'll watch highlights of these players stuff yeah, like and, that and even and even from um madden and like 2k madden, and all those yeah, games like games, we, we just like like I get curious to see, okay, who like who were these players, and like yeah. I look up videos and see how good they are. Obviously, some of the greats we know about, but mm-hmm. and I'm thinking we do this on every uh, every Friday episode. We talk about we do the next decade. Obviously, yeah, it it it'll be a short series because we're at the year 2020, but we're gonna start yeah. in the 90s. Next Friday we'll do the 2000s, then the 2010s. We'll just do a quick short little series. Yeah, and thought it would be interesting. Yeah. Just share. And maybe talk a little bit about like our top ten. Uh, Will, do you want to get us started off with number ten? Yeah, I'm gonna start off the only hockey player on my list. I could have added a couple more, but I feel like some of my favorite players are not really hockey players. From like I don't I, I don't really know these players that well. Right. But one of the greats, Mario Lemieux. It can't okay. like he he was just can't nasty. Like I, I, yeah, there's really nothing like he's just one of the greats. I can't really say much more than that. Yeah, I uh. I did not have Lemieux on my list, sadly. I know he's a great, not a big hockey guy myself. But at number 10, I'm going to take Chris Weber, Michigan Fab respect Five, that. Kings. That I mean, like everybody that has ever watched ESPN knows about Fab Five. I watched that documentary like right when it came it? out. That was like, a fell cool in love one. with like Jalen Rose, King, and Chris Weber. Cool documentary, and that's why he's at number 10. He's He's kind of just like, you know, growing up, I played power forward. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be like Kevin Garnett. So, like, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, that's why he makes my list. Moving um, on, we so got number nine. Do you want to do number nine? Or do you want me to go at number nine? Yeah, we'll, we'll go like kind of like a flip flop order. So, yeah. kind of like a serpentine. So, I'll go number nine, uh, Boston great Pedro Martinez. Obviously, I, I didn't have him on my about. list. I didn't have I didn't have too many baseball players, but I do like this one. I, I like Pedro a lot. Who you got? Not, uh, at number nine, I got one of my personal favorite basketball players. Doesn't have right. a ring, but I'm going to go with Chuck Charles Barkley. Oh, King Charles? 
Yeah, he was nasty in the 90s. Like, he, he, was, he, he was. Like, he was just so good. I mean, it's unfortunate that he didn't win a ring, but he was just so good. Like, I can't leave him out. Yeah. You know, you know what's actually crazy right now, Will? As, like, as alike as we are, and as, like, we kind of share, like, the same stuff, so far we've said four players we have not had anyone in common. I know. That's so I, I felt that kind of interesting. I feel like in the 2000s and 2010s, we'll kind of have like the same, but yeah, I just thought I feel like we might have a couple. Cause... We're probably going to have a couple of the same, like towards when we get higher up. Well, yeah, obviously, but that's just like what's destined to come because once it gets like top yeah. five, it's like, all right, obviously, but moving on, we got number eight. We'll break down number eight for you. Um, I got one of, one of the, one of the best play, baseball players, as you say, not Ken Griffey jr. Oh, okay. Uh, can't I don't really know what else to say about him. I mean, everyone listening, you know who this is, definitely. Yeah. Like he's he, just so good. I can't he, like I, I just like he was spectacular. He is on my list. I will get to him when I get there. He's actually kind of high up on my list. But my number eight is the only hockey player on my list. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Uh, and that's obviously going to be Wayne Gretzky. Um, everybody knows Wayne Gretzky. Everyone knows Lemieux, but I chose Gretzky just because, like, everyone knows him for that Jofa, a little Jofa oh, helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, as a kid that played, like, every sport when I was young, I'd pick a player that I'd want to be when I was playing that said sport. Wayne Gretzky was that guy, so had to include him in the list. The GOAT, they can't, like, he's so good. He like, really his, is. I read, I read his, um, I think it, I don't think he wrote it, but it was his, um, auto, not auto, but his biography, my bad. It was a pretty interesting one. I read that like years ago, but it was, it was definitely a good, <laughs> it was definitely a good read, I would say. <laughs> Solid um, read. Am, am I up at, we am I, am I <laughs> exactly, am I up at number seven? I think I'm up at number seven because I just had Gretzky, right? So I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Number seven, I have Anthony Penny Hardaway. Um, you know, he's not obviously. I don't think he's a better athlete than some of the guys I've said before, but like most influential to like me to like my generation, just because I mean the dribble moves, the flash. He was kind of like everything I mean, just about a tall him. athletic point guard he was just he had like the swag he had like that it factor that like everybody wants to kind of be him but nobody could really be him like i know like when i used to like dribble around like i like you know i try to do some of the stuff like the little half spin behind the back step back he was splat. so cool yeah no he, he just had like different he was different he really was um, I have an interesting number seven. I don't think you have him on your list, but he's probably one of my favorite wide receivers. Like, I don't okay. know why, but I, I really like him a lot. It's Chris Carter. Chris, oh, that's a good pick. Like that watching his watching pick. his highlights. I don't know what it is, but like it's just so he's just so entertaining. Like his mm -hmm. catches, his ability is his everything. Like I I don't like he I was, can't even put yeah. it all together. He was just so good and. Like that his Viking, cool the Vikings thing. days, like his prime, basically. Like he yeah, played him the whole and Moss. decade. 
That unbelievable. That was insane. He's yeah, definitely one of my and he's definitely a man of the nineties. That dude, that's a good pick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, let's keep it rolling. Well, number six. I'm gonna go with probably like I mean, shout out the Cowboys on this one. I'm gonna go prime time. Ooh. The swag, everything okay. about him. He's just cool. Yeah. I can't really All go right. wrong with this one. Probably one of the best corners in the like ever to play. Mm-hmm. For sure. And shout out to the Braves. Shout out to the Yankees. Also a baseball player. Exactly. <laughs> so we, we got we got a, we got a, we got both we got both. Uh, yeah, both two birds, one stone. One. Exactly. My numbers. My number six. I'm gonna have to take Barry. Barry Sanders. Everybody it's knows good Barry one. Sanders. Short stint in his NFL career, but he broke so many records in like eight years. It's kind of hard to like not see Barry Sanders highlights. He was like he was kind of before his time. If he really was, it. and the way that he was, he was just so elusive. Like the way that he moved was just not something that you saw that much. You usually used to see like the running backs that would truck, that would hit hard, stiff arm. Barry Sanders was more of the spin juke type of guy. It was just like he's cool. He's cool yeah, to watch. It's usually, most of the running backs are like tall, kind of like almost like a Derrick Henry kind of build. If we're gonna compare it to what yeah. we see now, like like a Jim Brown. Yeah. Like they like to hit like Barry Sanders was that elusive guy that like was just fancy. Yeah, for sure. Uh um, moving on to number five though. It's me. It's you. Okay. It's it's me. Me. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Go into the top five. Uh you might be surprised by how high this guy is in the list. Like high as like he should be maybe two or one. I'm gonna have to take Shaq at five. Um, uh, well, I'll get there, but Shaq was obviously just like Shaq was obviously just like different, huge, like like most to post up, like to dunk on everybody, like to he was, yeah, he's the most dominant center of all time. Yeah, he's great, good pick right there. My number five is um, another wide out. Can't go wrong here with Jerry Rice. Okay, so you've pretty much will. I'm just gonna say my next three. You've already said. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I I don't like probably the best wide receiver ever, Jerry Rice. Like I can't really say top much two for at his, least. Yeah, like historic career. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal like one of my favorite, if not up there, like top three of my favorite basketball players ever is uh, Clyde Drexler, and number four. Okay, okay. I I had him on the list originally, and I was like, you know what? I have to put Pedro in there. Yeah, that, that's also another good player. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Clyde, but I, I kind of, like, found him, well, I mean, like, playing, like, 2K when I was, like, younger. And, like, I looked up his videos, watched him. He was just smooth. Yeah, no, he really – Clyde the Glide, I mean. Yeah, like, it's the Glide. <laughs> that's like, literally his nickname. Yeah, yeah like, he's no like, I don't. He's just, like, probably, if not my favorite basketball player. Okay. That's, I, that's a very good pick. I did not include him. I almost did, though. My number four, you already said this. I believe he was your number six or seven, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. That was um, yeah. the reason why I have him so high up on this list. I played baseball for four seasons every year from ages five to 13. Obviously got a little bored of it, but my name is Griffin. His last name is Griffey. So I just thought <laughs> that was cool. He played with his dad. I was like, that's so cool. Like playing the major cool. with your dad. Um, He was kind of just like kind of an idol growing up for baseball players, young baseball players, nicknamed the kid. 
Um, he kind of just showed like baseball could be fun. Like he made baseball fun in that time that he was in the league. I agree. Well said there. Moving on, another name that you've said at my number three, top two receiver all time, Jerry Rice. I was kind of surprised that you had him that low on your list because Jerry Rice was just like known for that. He was like that flash before. Yeah. Once again, before everything was kind of like fancy like it is nowadays, he was kind of before his time. Um, great stint with the Niners. He was just unstoppable. Like I agree. you already kind of broke it down. He was unstoppable. The only reason why he was low is because, like, basketball is pretty much my favorite sport, and then it's football. So, mm-hmm. like, I've just – obviously, my number one is going to be, like, the most basic one ever. No, mine is too. Like, everyone yeah. knows the number one. Yeah, and I, I just put – I put Clyde before because I, I just, like, Clyde's probably one of my favorite, like, basketball players, like I said. Now I put probably one of – another one of my favorite basketball players is Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. That's a very good pick. That's someone that I should have on my list. I loved the dream shake. I always thought that was so cool. You know, the thing is, like, Olajuwon and obviously Abdul-Jabbar were both known, kind of. He was known for his dream shake into the post hook. Like, Will, you know my post hook is different. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Like, my my post hook is actually really good, surprisingly. And I I obviously got that from players like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Hakeem Olajuwon. I feel like like, I kind of messed up by not having him on my list because I feel like I have a lot of my moves were from watching him. Yeah, and I feel like I'm not gonna say the same because I, I I like kind of play a mix of both. I mean, I am mm-hmm. a bigger kid, but I, I think like I play I play both. Like I I you shoot, like I do, shoot. I do. You like to I shoot. like to shoot. I like to shoot, but when but when I do like like my post moves and stuff like that, like kind of like the post vision and everything, I like watching yeah. him. And my next one, uh, Shaq, as you already said, the right. most dominant center ever. My next one. As you already said, um, Dion. I mean, Neon Dion. Like, um, I like I like to kind of look good, feel good, play good. As Dion literally once said, um, I just love like kind of like his little his quotes where it's like he told a couple teams not to draft him. He I I forgot who it was they had like the seventeenth pick and they were like, yeah, we're we're gonna draft you if they're there. And he was like like come work out for us real quick let's see what like you can do he was like no i'm not coming don't worry about it i'll be off i'll be off the board by the time you're up like like (laughs) i don't know what like there's not many people with his mindset like to play and even like currently playing i mean obviously he shouts out jalen ramsey all the time to kind of because of the trash talk and everything like that Uh but michael irving did say i believe if not last week or the week before, but he did say Dion never really talked talk like that. I bet he didn't. Like I bet, like watching, on the field, I bet he didn't. He was strictly business no. on the field. Yeah, and like obviously, like you said, like the swag, like the way he was, like literally everything about him, the fashion, everything. Yeah, but it's just like, like, like watching, wanted. like watch, like there was I forgot there was something on NFL Network that I saw. He was breaking down on how he read wide receiver routes, like it was. Like it was amazing. Yeah. Like, the, like he was just was, good like, at everything he did. Like I can't even describe it. Yeah. Like some players are like good and they have that talk, they have that look, and then some players are like they have the smarts. They know what's gonna happen. Dion literally just had all of it, and that's why he was such a good corner. Because being a corner, you have to literally be in like charge of everything. If you have to, you have to fall around a wide receiver. You have to be in front of him at all times. You can't let him get a big play. You have to be so smart. Dion was so smart, but he was so cocky. 
He had the look. He had the talk. I mean, he really just had it all. Like, he, he had to be high up. And even, like, he's 53 right now. He's 53 years old, and he always talks about how he could still play right now. Like, right now, he can I, still play. I believe it. Like, he's, like, I've seen him do, like, the workouts and stuff like that. Like, uh-huh. I mean, he might be a little slower than he was, like, when he played, but, I mean, yeah, like he's, footwork he's is still there. Right. Like, yeah, but he's got to be on my number two. My number one to close things off. Well, I'm guessing we had the same number one. Probably. I picked Michael Jordan. Yeah, I I did too. We could talk (laughs) together about this one. I mean, obviously someone that you just have to pick. Everybody wants to be Michael Jordan. Best basketball player of all time. Best basketball player of all time. Well, do you think LeBron's better than him? No, I'm saying it's it's Michael Jordan. It was clear. It was clear in the documentary. I'm not discrediting LeBron's career at all. Same. I probably one of the most athletic players. Like, like I was talking about this the other day. I forgot with Thu, but I was saying, like, we all know this already. Michael Jordan is literally everyone who, who's not like us, who's older than us. That's their guy. LeBron yeah. is like our guy. LeBron is our guy. LeBron is our guy. And I can't not say that because obviously like that, that's like our generation's MJ. Right. Definitely one of the most athletic players I've seen. He definitely has all the skills. I can't discredit any of that. He's like, like so dominant on the court. But mm-hmm. personally, especially watching the documentary and just watching MJ clips and everything, like all you, like all I saw, like still, even with LeBron playing, was always MJ. Right. It's just like MJ. It's another player. As I keep saying this, he was kind of just really before his time. He just he came really into was. the league. And he had a, like, I think it was like the first two years that he didn't make the playoffs. And then it was just steady back to back to back. And then they pick up Scottie Pippen. Then they start winning championships. And everyone's like, well, he needed Scottie. And then it's like, okay. Well, Bron made one chip. Bron made one chip when he didn't really have anybody with the Cavs, didn't win. And then he goes, has Dwayne Wade. And you know what? Well, I'm going to say Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was the best player in that league. He was the best player. In 2000, I think it was 12, the, their first he was, chip. They lost he was heavily slept on because was, LeBron yeah. was like MJ. It's the same situation here. Right. Like, it, it's it's hard to, like, say that, but, like, Dwayne Wade could have won MVP that year. Easily. Dwayne Wade, like he, obviously, Dwayne he Wade, won in 06, like, and he just yeah. didn't slow down. He's really good. He was very I feel like undermined. He's, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I feel yeah. like he's a little too underrated in a lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. But I think like he like Braun needed Wade and Bosch, and then he went back to Cleveland. He needed Kyrie. He needed Love. He needed all these people. Like well, everybody mean, needs gotta, somebody gotta, else. I I I want to shout out the former Celtic, Ray Allen. He really oh well, yeah Ray Allen like, saved that. Like Bosch back Spurs out to series. Allen, bang! Like that's like iconic. I mean yeah, like. Like for, I mean, for our generation, yes, right. that's probably one of the more iconic finals moments like ever. Yeah, like games that was a game six. They're they about to lose. To they it was a must win, win or go home. And Braun takes Braun takes the shot, misses. He misses. <laughs> okay, and I want to clear something up because we well, never talk about this. Talk about. I want to clear this up because it got me very frustrated. Because everyone wanted to talk frustrated. about the fact, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> You're actually I'm frustrated. actually mad. Now. Yeah, whatever. I'm actually mad because everyone was talking about how oh LeBron should have shot the ball, 
everyone's talking about that and the moment that he was guarded by three players. No player in their right mind shoots that shot. We're talking I know, about you when kick he's it out at half court. Should have called ISO. Like what? Like why was everyone like yeah. paused in on the moment of him guarded by three players? Like nobody was talking about him shooting it then. They should right. have just slowed down the ball. Like simply yeah. Like, Instead of Braun just driving in for no reason, what what that player, the player that has it, the player that is your player, the main guy on that team, he wants the ball, he wants an ISO, he's going to take a jumper, he's not going to go drive because he's yeah. going to get sent to double or a triple. He needs to take that shot, not that layup. And if he's going to kick it out, I mean, go for it. Kick it out if that's like what that's you're what supposed saying. to do. But I'm he shouldn't have done that. I'm not the pass. The pass was awesome. The pass was, it was great. A great. It was the best play to make after he drove. Exactly what I'm saying. It's not like he did anything wrong after he drove, but I found it very annoying how everyone was saying when he was guarded by three players that everyone was thinking, okay, they mean he should have shot then. Obviously uh-huh. not. Like, we're not idiots. Right. And and the thing is, like, it's not like he didn't have the chance to slow the pace down because it's not like – and it's not like he didn't try to ISO. He came up the court, took two dribbles, and drove in, like – I mean, wait a second. Like, <laughs> maybe like ISO, like, yeah, size him up. Obviously, I don't even remember who's guarding him. It was so long ago. But even if it's Jimmy Butler, it's a mismatch because LeBron yeah. James is supposed to be the best player on Earth, planet Earth. Like, just wait a second, dribble, kind of move around. I mean, you're supposed to be like Heat LeBron right now. You're supposed to still yeah. be in your prime. You should be able to shoot that jumper. Like, you don't have to drive in. I just like, found it annoying. Like how yeah, people, well, that, yeah, people were like, like they, they were mixing how is he going yeah, no yeah. one meant him guarded by three people. Right. They no didn't one meant mean that. like to take the layup. They mean ISO. Like ISO. actually want the ball. He no, didn't want the ball. Exactly. That's why he drove in. And it wasn't a bad move by him to drive in because someone's going to be open. Obviously, he's going to draw the ISO. I mean, he's going to draw the double. But still, like he didn't even give himself a chance because he, you know what? Well, he didn't want to miss. I, I mean, hell no! I wouldn't want to miss either. But like, you have to take that risk. To, you have to take that risk. I would much rather get slandered for missing an ISO shot than literally saying, "Oh, that's Danny Green's fault." Which he yeah. came out and said he had an injury. But everyone's, I, you know, I don't even want to talk about that. No, yeah. yeah, but yeah. <laughs> on on that note, yeah, that was our top ten players of the '90s with a little bit LeBron versus MJ talk. Um, had to end that one with that. Yeah, I think that's gonna wrap up the episode. Will. If you agree with me, I do agree with you. We can, we can shout yeah. out the socials like you so, always do. Shout out to Instagram, shout out to TikTok, shout out to Twitter, Inside the Five Pod, shout out to YouTube, Inside the Five, just Inside the Five. I haven't posted on there yet. We're, We're working on it. Out. We always say There's, it, but yeah. we we really it's it's honestly it's a it's because like we don't want to we don't want to post out anything that's not the best that we can do. Yeah, like because so we're it's just not like, really kinda, like we don't have a consistent yeah. schedule figured out for YouTube yet, and I don't want to just post sporadically and it just be weird. Yeah, I want to have some form of like schedule with some form of plan. Mm-hmm. But before our final thought, I wanted to say, Razor up five to nothing against the Dodgers, bottom of the fifth. There's two outs, man on first. Uh, just figured we'd end off with that because that is the currently probably the most important event going on at the moment yeah um and that's gonna wrap it up will do you have any final remarks if not i do i say you. i closed out last episode that's all Um, you um as i said earlier um i said that the rays were gonna win in seven 
If not, the Dodgers would win in six or anything before that. I'm going to have to uh, finally make up my mind. Dodgers in five. Still Snoop Dogg and D.I. D.I. Guess who's back? Still. Still doing this, Andre. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Check me out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers.